A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Kephas, which is translated Peter, the Gospel of the Lord. I was ordained a priest in 1977. About six years later, when I was in my first parish assignment, a friend mentioned that St. John's student parish in East Lansing was looking for a priest. She thought I should apply. I'd never thought about campus ministry. As soon as I heard a suggestion, though, it seemed that this was exactly where I was being called to minister. I started looking into the possibility, and in fact, a few weeks later I got a call from the campus ministry at Western Michigan University. At first I was confused. It had seemed quite clear that the call was to Michigan State. Eventually, the archbishop gave me permission to go to the Kalamazoo Diocese on a three-year temporary loan to work in campus ministry. When I came back to the Archdiocese of Detroit, I had two temporary assignments and then became a pastor the following year. But in that intervening year, I explored the possibility of staying in campus ministry full-time. Many years later, I realized there was another chapter in this story. When I was a sophomore in high school, we moved from Detroit to Indianapolis. I had attended Catholic Central High School in Detroit After we moved, I went to the public high school in Indianapolis. The public school was not as challenging academically, and I didn't have to study all that much. When I came back to Detroit from my freshman year at Sacred Heart Seminary College, I didn't switch back to my former study habits. The following January, I learned, to my surprise, that I had a near-failing grade in one course and I had failed another course. I was put on academic suspension. Although I was eligible to return in the fall, I couldn't return for the spring semester. I did manage to get into Indiana University at Indianapolis for the spring semester. I took a full course load and made the dean's list. The next fall, I returned to Sacred Heart Seminary College. I now realize that God wasn't calling me to spend my entire ministry in campus work. 
My yearning to go to the university was a way to broaden my experience beyond the boundaries of my Catholic parochial education. What I didn't understand until much later was that God had called me to the university two different times. I responded enthusiastically to the second call, but I had completely missed the first call because I thought it was a mistake. I went to Indiana University because I had failed. God was using my failure to get me where I was supposed to be, but I never saw it. It had never occurred to me that God could use my mistake for good. God doesn't waste anything. Three times God called Samuel, and each time Samuel misunderstood, thinking it was Eli who was calling him. John the Baptist returns to the stage after his Advent appearance. The next day, John watched Jesus walk by. John is not just looking at Jesus. He looks into Jesus and announces, Behold, the Lamb of God. Two followers of John the Baptist leave him and follow Jesus. The number two is important. It takes two witnesses for testimony. One of them is not named. The other one was Andrew, the real brother of Simon. He brought Simon to Jesus. Jesus looked into Simon in the same way that John saw into Jesus. Jesus calls him Simon the son of John, and gives him the name Kephas, Peter, which means rock. In calling Simon the son of John, Jesus is not naming Simon's real father. Andrew would have had the same father since he is Simon's real brother. Peter is son of John as the disciple of John the Baptist, birth by the testimony of John, mediated through his brother Andrew. We hear the story of the call of Simon Peter in the first chapter of John's Gospel. Simon is given a new name, but it will take the entire Gospel for Simon Peter to live into his new identity. After the resurrection, Jesus meets the disciples on the beach around a charcoal fire. Remember, it was around a charcoal fire in the courtyard of the high priest that Peter denied Jesus three times. Peter follows Jesus not by doing it right, but by doing it wrong. At the very end of the gospel, Jesus repeats his call, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Three times he asks Simon, son of John, and three times Simon Peter responds, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Only when Simon Peter has faced his own brokenness can he be entrusted to care for the most vulnerable ones. Jesus loves Simon Peter entirely, because there is no way into belonging to the church or, we might say, no new identity, except being forgiven. The teaching of Christ is passed from those who are being forgiven to those who are being forgiven. The Persian poet 
Hafez wrote, Try to look upon yourself more as God does, for God knows your true royal nature. This is really a story about God and God's ability not only to call us, but also to create us as people who are able to follow. Rabbi, where are you staying? Come, and you will see. Any encounter with Christ will always draw us in deeper. Our lives will no longer be the same.